What is going on, Only Playbook fans? Week 16, cue the Jim Mora. Is it Jim Mora? Is that his name? Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? Yeah. yeah. So are you in? Are you not? If you're in, this is the place for you. We are doing a special episode this week where you and I, showed are just going to yep. walk the people through our process in setting our lineups. We are in the semifinals in our league of record. Uh, yeah. where you were the first but you were the first seed in the buy I was the second seed in the buy and then uh, I'm in the semifinals in my other league barely squeaked in six and eight record gonna be tricky and you are in the semifinals in your other league as well yep yep so a lot to unfold lineup setting in the playoffs sounds like it's cake it's like oh just play your best players well yeah. if you're play if you're playing Patrick Mahomes over Joe Flacco you'd be losing so sometimes <laughs> Playing your best players is yeah. not the strategy. So uh, we have so much to dive into before we get started. How are you doing? How are you feeling in the midst of the semifinals kicking off here? Dude, I have a fun, fun story to share with you about what happened this morning after I woke up and uh, right when I got to work. So the playoffs, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it, the animosity and the intensity is at an all time high. Everybody's on the, at the end, edge of your seat. Like you might be in your meeting at work, you know, talking about like how you're going to prepare for your next year. But the back of your mind, you're just like, damn, is Stafford going to let me down again this week? Like, should I bench him for Joe Flacco? So my friends, my other league that I'm in the playoffs in are going through the same stuff. We're all going through the same stuff. This is what happened. He put a waiver claim for the Bears defense, right? Ooh. So he's in the he's number ranked number one. He had a bye week last week. Now it's him, my friend Adil. Him is Danny. My friend Adil, they're one and two, um, and I, you know, barely beat out last week and made this week. Um, I am playing Danny now, who wanted that Bears defense. Instead, mm -hmm. the fifth overall guy who is not in the top four picked up the Bears defense because he's just fucking around. He's playing because you can playing, play, yeah. right? It's not against the rules to continue. Nope. <laughs> That's the thing. So he. Basically, there was an argument for it's been going on all day, right? My mentality is if given the opportunity to play fantasy football, I am going to play fantasy football, right? If given the opportunity to make a change in my lineup, I will do it. He woke up this morning, didn't see the Bears team on his lineup. What he said was, hey, commissioner, can you change this? Why is a guy that's not in the playoffs picking up players? That shouldn't be allowed. And I'm like, so when did you wake up and saw that as a rule in the rule book, right? And other people are chiming in. He's asking people in his other league, and they're like, yeah, that's messed up, dude. Like, you know, it's herd mentality, weak minds just communicating with each other. It's just weak ass shit, whatever. So I throw in some gifts, Kobe gifts with a soft <laughs> emoji. Like, you know, like grow up, grow a pair, Danny boy. Things happen. It's out of your control. Someone else picked him up. Big whoop, move on. Instead, he's like, oh, I'm going to give you guys hell for 12 months this year. So just save yourself the trouble and put him on my team. And I'm like, bro, this guy is nuts. He's losing my mind. He's losing his mind. Anyways, that's where I was trying to get at is that he's not going to get this team uh, on his you know, team because that's not how fantasy football works. You have to be a man and you have to play. His his idea was like, oh, I'm playing Shashot. Like I'm scraping for every every chance I can get. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Right. Because I've owned this league for the past since its origin. Right. So he's trying to find an edge, but you can't do that. But and he's a nice guy, but he's mentally incapacitated right now because it's the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if you just threw that in fantasy football, like uh, sphere out there like fantasy football oh, yeah. Twitter. majority of people would be like <laughs> unless the re league has 
has that rule in stone yeah. that once you're out exactly. of the playoffs, you can't make waiver claims, bro. It's fair game. Yeah. My other, my other league, same thing this morning, there were two waiver claims that went in and they were both by the same team. And it was the seventh place guy. He <laughs> yeah, picked up the, go. he picked up the Bengals defense and he picked up Singletary. I'm like, bro, Thank you're you. so annoying, but I actually respect it. So I was like, yeah. I was trying to pick up the Bengals defense, but he was right. like, no, no, no. And so I was like, man, okay. But I respect the game. I respect the for hustle. Sure. He's playing for seventh place. And this dude's the only guy active in the waivers. I mean, shit. So, uh, I'm sorry, Danny boy. I definitely side with the majority that unless that rule is determined by the league before the season starts, it's all yeah. fair game, man. It is all Agreed. fair game. So, uh, no, that pivots right into the perfection that is setting your lineup because mm -hmm. these are the, these are the dilemmas and this is how serious it gets. People start getting mad. So it gets pretty <laughs> serious when, you know, you're not getting the defense that you want to pick up. So, um, again, Two teams in the playoffs, two teams in the playoffs. I've got that correct, right? Two teams in the yep. playoffs? All right. Yep. So I will start us off. Let's do – I'm going to start not league of record first, and then you'll. I'll sure. jump to you, and we'll do not league of record, and then we'll talk sure. about our league of record lineups. Let's do it. So let me kick us off. I will share my screen, and we will get um, my not league of record team up here. So this okay. is league of record. So not league of record. Here we go. So we are in the semifinals. JJ all the way is me on the left six and eight barely snuck in with the six seed. I am playing against the two seed. The guy that got the buy uh -huh. right now projections have me winning. Okay. But here's what's crazy. Let, let's just go down. the Let's go down the lineups. I'll tell you about the players that I know are set. I, I can't really do anything about it. So there's no sense wasting time. Dak Prescott, my quarterback, pretty set in stone. Uh, <laughs> I had a very big emotional meltdown in the chat when Dak was putting up six points last week and I was about to not make the sec second round. Uh, and I know that, you know, I was very emotional about it because I talked to you and I'd thrown it mm -hmm. in the chat and we talked about, do I, you know, pivot from uh, Dak and start Stafford because of the matchup and the fantasy football in me said no, because you know, Dak's been incredible this year. There's really no reason to pivot away from him, but the football fan in watcher in me and, you know, holding on to knowing the emotional side of, you know, what the Cowboys can do on the road. Mm -hmm. All of these heartbreaks come, you know, come up to the surface when you're in the midst of some sort of decision like this. Right. And lo and behold, two points was what separated my loss from a win. And if that was the reason I lost was Dak Prescott, you bet your, you better, you bet your ass. I would be livid and just be shitting on the Cowboys for the yeah. rest of my life. But Long story short, he got the job done. So against Miami, I don't love the matchup to show, but yeah, I'm in the semifinals. Dak's what got me here. There's really no reason to believe that I should be like looking at waivers for another quarterback, right? Even if it is Joe Flacco. Yeah, no, dude. Joe Flacco's not even in my in my game script uh, as far as throwing the ball goes. I think he's just kind of squeaking in there. I wouldn't get too hung up on that last game. Uh, but yeah, dude, honestly, like this is the worst game the Cowboys have played all year. They're going to improve on whatever they just messed up on, right? Uh, and you're getting Miami. You're going to get scored on. You got to keep up. At the end of the day, Dak might throw three picks if all else, you know, the worst case scenario, three picks, right? But that means he's throwing a lot and you're going to get all these other studs involved. He's going to get you a good amount of points. I'm not saying 32 points, but, you know, higher chance than Joe Flacco getting you 32 points this week. And sometimes you got to have players like that on your lineup. Yeah, I completely agree. So Dak set up for me. It's a Dak versus Purdy matchup. So, you know, battle of the MVP race, basically, for the semifinals here. Oh, was um, Baker Mayfield's available? Oh, Mayfield. dude. You don't want to know, man. Uh, you don't want to know. We'll look. Oh, no. Oh, we not, will look. Not. And he's not. Somebody he's just not. picked up Baker, I think. So yeah, uh, Baker did. is not available. So I dodge a bullet there. Otherwise, I would be in another <laughs> dilemma. Um, so here's my biggest thing here. So let's talk about my skill possessions. 
I have Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard and my flex right now. I'm starting Joe Mixon, right? So the three running back lineup in a half point PPR, I already don't yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I, I already like don't like that, but my receivers are Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson. So what I can do on the bench here mm-hmm. is Puka is a receiver. I can flex. That yep. would mean I would have to bench one of my uh, running backs. Um, Ezekiel Elliott without Ramondre Stevenson, I think would be a automatic start for me. And at that point I would honestly be debating, uh, yeah. if I bench Saquon Barkley, like I, I yeah. think that would be a realistic debate. hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, don't forget, don't forget. It's a heavy snow game in new England. Okay. Or in Denver, wherever they're playing, it's yeah. snowing hard. And the, and the high, I think the highest temperature is like 28 degrees or something, which is freezing. So with precipitation, whether that's rain or snow, there's going to be precipitation along with freezing temperatures. I don't know how you can throw out Ramondre Steven in a useless game like that when they're not going to make the playoffs. So there's a really good chance Ezekiel Elliott carries the ball against Denver and you're and you're hoping Saquon does well against a pissed off Eagles team. So would you out of those three guys, right? Or I guess four. Let's talk about the four. Because I have Mixon at Pittsburgh, which my problem with Mixon is I traded for him and I just don't start him because you've seen the yeah. guys on my team. And then yeah. you look at his points and all he does is put up consistency. And the yeah. sad thing about the consistency is you look at the touchdown column and that's where the consistency truly yeah. lies. Mm-hmm. And I know how you feel about touchdown dependent guys. Fucking you know how I feel about shit. touchdown dependent guys. But I just sit there and watch this guy put up like 13 plus points on my bench every week. So so what do I, what do, I do here? Dude, listen, you are talking to, I, I, you know, the greatest, this may be the greatest fantasy football team I've ever assembled, but they are the most touchdown dependent team I have ever assembled as well, right? CD yeah. Lamb scoring touchdowns like nobody's business. Freaking Rashad White gets a receiving touchdown every single game. I have most of who is, <laughs> dude, that shit can't last forever. I have two more weeks for that shit to last. Can it happen? I don't think so. So like, it's not going to work all the time and now you're throwing another one of those players into that exact same scenario i freaking hate that scenario um but i mean if you had like if you're if you're starting players that you're not so sure about that's one thing but these guys that you have up there have a higher uh, you know they don't even have a higher chance of touching the ball because mixon touches the ball often especially with jamar chase now not playing this week mixon just added like Four and a half points to his total by just at that, Pittsburgh too. At that Pittsburgh defense. too, they, it's tough, dude. They're gonna find open spaces to throw the ball because TJ Watt is there, and they want plays away from TJ Ball, uh, TJ Watt. So that's a lot of screens on the other side. That's like four catches guaranteed. And I don't know how often the the backup Chase Brown is being used. It's like a pretty close split lately, but Mixon's still getting the touchdown. So. He's not high on on this list. I think you have it accurately placed as a flex consideration. But tell me why Puka Nakua is not getting to play in your team. Yeah, so that that's my next debate here. So I have my real dilemma is I don't love either of my running backs. I don't love Barkley and I don't love Pollard. I don't like either of their yeah. matchups. Miami, they're going to be playing for behind. Pollard also, like, let's be real. Look at this volume. 12 carries, 12 carries, 15 carries, 12 carries, 13 carries, 11 carries. It's not amazing, right? He's got a 20 in there, a 15 and a 16. But Rico Dattles really dipped into his production. And when right. Pollard also isn't scoring touchdowns, he's putting up six, seven, five, right. six. So like the touchdown dependency right. also exists for Tony Pollard, despite how crazy this Dallas offense is. So my my realistic situation here is I am in a world where if Ezekiel Elliott is the running back this week and there's no Ramondre, mm-hmm. I am considering Mixon Elliott benching 
Barkley, benching Pollard, and then Puka in my flex. So I go three receiver heavy, and both of my top two running backs sit on my bench to show. That is what I'm dealing with this week, but it's the semifinals. I need the most amount right. of points possible. And right. the other aspect of this is let's look at the matchup of who I'm playing. Because, again, am I playing for a floor? Am I playing for consistency? Do I need to shoot for the stars because my team I'm playing against is an absolute juggernaut? I would say it's a little bit in between. Brock Purdy, been unbelievable, right? No denying Brock Purdy. He's quarterback four on the season. That doesn't even feel like it's real. He right. does play Baltimore, really tough matchup, but it is Monday night and it is San Francisco. Right. So I don't know that I necessarily believe in tough matchups when the 49ers come into play. I, I don't right. know if you agree with me. Right. I, I agree with you completely. I agree yeah. with you completely. So for ba ba Baltimore, doesn't really matter. DeAndre Swift. Not been great. He has not been great. And I really hope mm -hmm. this is what I see in terms of consistency yeah. uh, of what he does. But he plays the Giants, who haven't been like really good, but they haven't played the Giants yet. They play him two of the last three games. Um, I do think there's a floor for De DeAndre Swift, at least against the Giants, where he hasn't yeah. found the end zone in four straight weeks. There's so no goal I line touchdowns unless it's on a push-push handoff, which rarely happens. Exactly. And I thought even last week with Hertz illness, I was like, okay, from the one, maybe with the illness, they won't tush push. No, they tush push. So obviously oh, wow. a week removed from the illness, they're obviously going to tush push more. So I don't mind playing against DeAndre Swift, Jameer Gibbs, man, this dude is scary to play against. Dude. He has the 5.9, 9.3s, but he's also got the 23s and the 24s. He's playing the Vikings defense though. So uh, yeah. do we trust the Vikings defense against Gibbs or is that one of those Fugazi situations where the defense as a whole, great blitz, great stuff, but these individual contributors still probably going to put up some decent numbers. Oh man, it's it's a divisional game. Our first time playing the Lions in a very long time. It's impossible to predict how this is going to go. It is at home in Minnesota, like the third lo loudest crowd, so that could play a role in the game script and whatnot. But one thing you can rest assured is we're not going to run away with the game. So Jamar, mm -hmm. Jameer Gibbs was, will always be playing this game, right? It's not one of those games they're facing San Francisco and Jameer Gibbs could be done. That's just not, mm -hmm. that's not the case. If anything, he will be used more because the game will be really close in my opinion. And if the game's not close, you know, he's probably going to get more touches later in the game because he's younger and they don't want to injure Montgomery right before the playoffs. He'll probably get a little bit more. So I, you know, this is one of those days I don't really feel, I'm not a big Gibbs guy. I don't believe in split carry backs. I will never draft one, even if they're like right there, unless I've, filled out my running back crew but you know it's it's this uncomfortableness i'm feeling with gibbs that they're finally getting like more comfortable using him and all it takes is one play and it's the vikings dude we are good on defense because of the blitzing we are not good on defense because we have stars out there that are fast and do this do that it's the fact that we blitz and we prevent teams from throwing a lot but what are the what are the what are the um uh the lines do so well they run the ball really well so it's it's difficult it's not it's not a guaranteed it's a better play than Swift by a lot, in, in in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do like that they're, you know, obviously the split carry situation, I'm not playing against like a CMC who I know is going to touch the ball every yeah. single time, but he's also in every single time he touches the ball, it could be a home run. So uh, it, it's definitely fearful. Similar thing with Debo. The man's just been possessed. Yeah. Obviously, I have him in the other league, yeah. so it's fun in one league, but not fun in another league. Uh, but the thing that he's been possessed about is also touchdowns. So right. if he doesn't score a touchdown, you know, I could... I could be seeing a single digit game again. Again, it's right. Baltimore. So uh, they're really good against the pass. Um, so don't dislike the matchup. We talked about Amon Ray. Amon Ray is going to get his bro. He's it's against the Vikings. Again, secondary is not ideal. Uh, oh. Pass catchers across the middle. I think he's going to be a PPR machine. <laughs> Same thing with Hawkinson. He's on the other side and he's playing as Detroit. whose pass defense is awful. So uh, I'm expecting a ton of points there. 
Uh, Jaden Reed in the flex, he's questionable, but you know, as much as I say, Jaden Reed, whatever, like you look at these numbers and you can't really ignore them. Uh, double digit points in what five of the last six weeks, eight, seven of the last nine weeks, uh, three touchdowns sprinkled in there. He seems to be their best guy. Tucker's been awesome. Last couple of weeks, I just picked him up luckily. And then my, my most fearful matchup is the Cleveland defense is playing against Case Keenum and the Houston yeah. Texans. Yeah. I don't love that at all. Damn. Damn. That's so nice. My only other question before we pivot to your team here is if you're my roster and you have these three defenses, where are you leaning? And talk to me kind of through your uh, thought process. I have Kansas City against Vegas. Yeah. I have Chicago against Arizona. And I have the Jets against the Commanders. Why are those two not considered over the Las Vegas uh, recent, recent offense that is kind of doing pretty good? Um, so... The reason they're not over it is no other reason than I think that's just who was in my lineup last week, so I haven't made the change. I if my lean is I want to start Chicago. Chicago it's defense. A rain, it's rainy. It's rainy. It's windy. High of like twenty six, I believe, or even twenty. This is the game yep. with the high of twenty. And you have a team that's used to playing indoors and in Arizona coming there to play with nobody to throw the football to except Trey McBride. Does that seem like that's my thought process in the sense that I thought the bears were a no brainer, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something or there wasn't yeah. another defense that I'm like, Oh wait, what am I, you know, I could be starting this guy instead. There is one more defense and you have the other defense too. It's going up against Washington, right? They're now fighting for a good pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see them going extra hard to trying to win this game over the jets at all. They're just going to be, and who's starting. They said, Sam Howell's, uh, still their quarterback, but you know, Brissett came in and kind of lit stuff up for a little bit. That yeah. might change. I, I don't know, but you know, Sam Howell has the power to put up a lot of points. So that is one thing. That's one reason why the Jets shouldn't be started, but Jet, the Jets also have power to be very aggressive. Out of these three defenses you have, the Jets are probably the most aggressive defense, but the safest defense here is Chicago because the weather's in your favor. It's a whack ass Cardinals team. Um, you know, and, and the Chiefs are benefiting a lot from just being like a stable defense, but they haven't really faced go down. They placed, they faced new England, Buffalo. Sure. Green Bay and eh, Las Vegas. And eh, you they know, face Vegas and put up two and I can't have a two in the semifinals. Yeah, That's unacceptable. It's, it's, it's difficult to division game. These, these games are pretty close. I think the rain Chicago, like it's a no brainer, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Like, a, but I also, the juju is going against that game because my, I just had an like a twenty four hour argument on my other league because of Chicago Bears defense. So, but yeah, really, I mean, yeah, that's the whole Danny thing. He was very angry that. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I and I'm pretty sure in my in what in our other league we'll talk about. It, I might have Chicago. I don't. Do I have Chicago defense in that yeah. league too? I don't know. Um. Yes, do. So okay. So um. That I mean, it's one of those where. Do you ever factor in the fact that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket? Like I have two leagues. I don't want to start the same defense or if it's a good enough matchup, it shouldn't matter at all. Mm, I like to put the same team in both leagues because you do you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you made, you made that decision because you ruled out every possible scenario and you thought that was the best possible option. So why mm -hmm. would you not use that same best possible option in another league? Unless you have a better option, which I mean, Chicago Bears defense, the weather is in your favor. It's Arizona hasn't really done much. Now, are you going to see like a three touchdown game for McBride? Like if that's your best case scenario, Halloween, Halloween, hollow, <laughs> Halloween, Brown. Hollywood Brown. He, I mean, since Halloween, he hasn't done shit. So I'm kind of scarred, <laughs> but Hollywood Brown hasn't done anything. You're looking at, you know, uh, Wilson's been out for a couple games. Their best player is McBride. And 
Chicago has a pretty has shown the last couple of weeks that they are one of the best defenses in the league. So it's it's difficult. It's hard. You're gonna have to make this decision closer to game day, depending on weather. I feel like just see how it goes in the morning and fire it up. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think I lean Chicago as well. Uh, again, that's my process. In an ideal world, I'm benching Barkley Pollard. I'm starting Mixon and Elliott. Yeah, Never I'm thought I'd be team. there. And then I'm starting Puka in my flex. I'm going three receivers. I thought about the world where I'm benching Devontae Adams to show. Um, and it's one of those where if the results are good and I bench Devontae Adams, am I really going to be able to forgive myself versus if I played one of my first round players and he ends up putting seven to nine points up. I kind of expected that because that's kind of where his floor right now right. seems to be. So I, I mean, again, I thought about it, but I just don't see a world where I can. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I'm in the same boat, but you know, you also have a better team than the other guy, like overall. So, you know, you're projected more points as well. So you have the room to kind of adjust a little bit, but you should go whenever you have a better team, you should go with more consistent players rather than shoot for the moon players. Right. So, yep. and that's exactly what you're doing with this lineup in front of you. So the only thing, you know, from a non, from a outside perspective, you know, if Mixon takes a seat and Nakua takes the, the role, I wouldn't be totally against that either, but it is New Orleans and New Orleans does tend to play, you know, weird and it is a Thursday night game. So I don't know if I want to start the week off with one of my, you know, spots taken because of Thursday night football. I don't know. Yeah. And you, you hate that it's the playoffs. And let's say Puka comes up, I play him on Thursday and he gets me like seven, you know, it's just the worst feeling in the world going into the weekend. Uh, but you know, glass half full, he gets you like even 15 or more. And you're like, dude, See you in the finals. See you in the finals. So you're already <laughs> starting to make plans. But uh, no, I'm with you. All right. I spent way too much time on my team. Let me stop sharing mine. Give me your uh, other league. Let's do the sharing thing and let's see. Okay. All right. Here we go. I am now sharing my screen. Should be popped up now. Do you yep. see it? Okay. Uh, I've added it to the stage and there it is. Do you see my screen Boom. now? I All do. Right. Yes. So. Eight and six, right? Oh, it's fifth mm -hmm. place. This is first place, nine and five. One wow. game away. One game I, have, away. I, I scored more points than this man as well. Um, however, this is our this is our matchup. I got Baker Mayfield starting as of wow. one hour ago. As of one hour ago. Over Kyler Murray. Because because of the rain situation and a low of 45. Okay, so it is it's not freezing, but there's a 55 chance of precipitation. However, this is today, I believe. I think I think Yahoo gives you today's weather. So that kind of tricks up the people that don't aren't familiar with this stuff. Um, so that's the that's the debate, right? He's got fields, but the rain might actually be favor of fields because they're gonna be forced to run more, more read options. It's Fields versus Mayfield. He takes the cake there. Also, because Mayfield's a lot of his points came from Big plays. He's had some couple of big plays the receivers have made um, that just kind of, you know, he, he had like a 60-yard pass and a screen pass taken to the house uh, just last week that inflated his points quite a bit. So I have to take all that under consideration. It is Jacksonville. They are fake news. They are the AFC version oh, of the Lions. Yep. So I, I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried, but I feel more comfortable starting Baker Mayfield than Kyler Murray. At this moment, we will see how we proceed. I, would, I lean the same way. Right. I mean... I think that's a that's a smart move. I also face D, uh, Debo, um, right? But he does face Baltimore, and they have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen in the middle of the field. The middle of the field is what Debo Samuel takes advantage of. He's just running people up, running past weak ass linebackers, and he gets to the secondary, and the safety can't even get to him. Right? That's his bread and butter. And now he faces the top tandem in the league. So I am projecting 
Debo Samuel doesn't do Debo Samuel things this game unless he makes some plays on a deep pass or a deep route. I think San Francisco's thinking the same thing. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Debo Samuel won't be doing things behind the line of scrimmage or near the line of scrimmage this game. It's going to be more deeper down the field. So hopefully it's like a 17-point game from Debo Samuel. C.D. Lamb, not much to be talked about there. He'll get his targets and somehow make it past 10 points. Hopefully he gets me 30. I don't know, but there's a guy named Jalen Ramsey that's going to be all over him. So we'll see how that goes. Chris Olave is now starting, right? He's cleared. There was an ankle injury. No what designation th- as of today's practice. What do you think about um, rolling with him? We just said, you know, being uh, scared of starting Puka Nakua, I'm going with Chris Olave Thursday night as my second wide receiver. Not even my, not even my flex. So, yeah, that's – I have Olave in the other league. So that's uh, something that I am also kind of debating – my thing, my thing with Chris Olave is we kind of know what he's going to get us. And, and I think that's a good thing because his, his like last four or five weeks, if you look at what he's done, he's been a pretty much a consistent, you know, double digit points guy. The only aspect is he's not really clearing 20 points. Right. So right. if you're looking for a guy that's going to be consistent, I think he's your guy. Now, uh, car cars back. The good thing is the Rams are extremely stout against the run. And if the Rams are stout against the run and Camara's running is not, I mean, he doesn't really run anyways and count Jamal Williams running doesn't really work. Then they're going to be throwing the football, uh, enter obviously dump offs to Camara. And then I think it has to kind of be Olave. My mm-hmm. other thing is as good as the saints defense is, I think the Rams offense is kind of clicking right now on all cylinders. Yeah. And I think if the saints want to compete, they're going to have to put up points. I, right. I, I don't know if this will be a shootout, but I think what this will be is both teams moving the ball pretty effectively. And then, you know, whether they stall with the field goal or there's like a turnover in the red zone, I think mm-hmm. yards can be had both ways is basically what I'm okay. getting at. So right. I, I do like Chris Olave just because the necessity will be there. I think the Rams are a good team and I think they're going to be able to put up points. And again, Rams, Bread and butter is stopping the run. And so they're going to have to throw the football. They're going to have to throw the football. So uh, Olave guaranteed 10 targets. He's guaranteed probably double digit floor. So uh, I like it. What is it? Half point PPR? Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that. I mean, and especially looking across, knowing that you're going against Garrett Wilson, he's got uh, Simeon throwing him the football. So you feel a lot better about that. Yeah. Really, really Olave, but he's, he's done like the floor side of Olave rather than like the, uh, you know what I mean? Like the ceiling side yeah. of Olave. Like he'll get and the even, targets. Mm-hmm. E- even right. that is with the quarterbacks not named Simeon, right? So right. we don't know what right. the hell Simeon. Simeon could be yeah. awful, which he's been pretty right. bad. So mm-hmm. uh, I almost think that the force feeding of Wilson may not even be there as much this week. True. But True. the only thing on that side is it's probably the worst defense in the NFL in terms of yeah. giving fantasy right. points up. And right. that's the commanders. So, so we will see. We will yeah. see. Uh, Rashad White, again, it's it's the Mostert energy that's just been carrying and carrying and carrying, and it's bound to disappear. I just don't know when, but the fact Whoa. that he gets 20 touches gives me hope. Yeah, he's he's automatic. He's absolutely automatic. The catches, the floor, the usage. Uh, and it's funny that you're going against Mostert on the other side, but yes, that, is I know. I, I, that breaks my heart, but it is what it is. Uh, um, and then Tony Pollard, you know, the, it, yeah. it is, he doesn't really have many options to debate these type of players. There is Gus Edwards on the bench. Um, could be, could be a good start, yeah. but it's Monday night, but it's, Oh, the other thing I wanted to tell you while you were looking at your team is that those decisions you're going to be making, there's four days of football this week. There's a Thursday, yep. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So mm-hmm. you can wait to make a couple of those decisions a little bit later. Um, you know, we got to look at specifically what time, but you can wait. Like if you're debating Puka versus Mixon uh, and you need like 28 points, 
actually Mixon's a bad uh, talk because he can sometimes get you like 35 points. But if you have, you know, Elliot versus Puka yeah. as your final option, you probably want to go Puka if you want like 30 points, right? Like, so yeah, um, that's, that's the thing. Timing also matters this week. And um, back to this topic, he's got Kyron Williams. He's got Kyron Williams. I got B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson, tell me more about what you think about these two guys. Bro, Bijan, I'm so worried. I I am so worried that they're I mean, what's what's really dumb is Atlanta's in the thick of the playoff race. They could win the division easily mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. because the division sucks. So you would think that they're putting their foot on the gas, figuring out how to win the division. Yet, yet this man had the audacity to bench Bijan after one fumble last year or last mm-hmm. week. In week 15, in a season where Bijan's barely fumbled yeah. the football, I mean, yeah. none of that added up. And no. and so what that means is we have a wild card at play here that goes mm-hmm. beyond what Bijan can do on the field, that goes beyond the weather, that goes beyond all of these things that we can scope yeah. for. We don't know when Arthur Smith is going to have a stick up his ass and be like, you know what, mm-hmm. Bijan, get your ass on the bench, bro. So yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Matchup's great. I like I like the matchup against Indianapolis. They're in the thick of the playoffs. Both teams mm-hmm. should be fighting for the playoffs. And yeah. Bijan's a stud. But would it surprise me at all if he gets five points or less? No, because no. Arthur Smith is a fantasy just demon. You know, you know what I'm gonna do just to make myself feel a little bit better. I'm just gonna go ahead and move Singletary as a starting running back and put Bijan as at the flex just to teach him a lesson. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it put him in his place. Put him in his place. Maybe he'll tell Arthur Smith, be like, yo, bro, I'm getting put in yeah. flex spots now. Yeah, I mean, that's my X factor, if anything. If Bijan gets me like 30 points, uh, actually, yeah. I can't even say that because Kyron Williams can drop 30 points too. But he anyways. He's on any, so the good thing is, sorry, the good thing is you do have, it's a Thursday versus Thursday matchup for at least one of your players. So you get Olave True. versus Kyron on Thursday. True. And True. I think if if that stays close or somehow lands in your favor, that's a big dub for you. That's that's actually absolutely correct. Um, the next one is Hawkinson, who's a nice floor guy, versus Kittle, who doesn't believe in floors and it's either ceiling or bust. Yep. So, you know, uh, who would you rather have? Hawkinson for sure. Yeah. Lately, it hasn't been so great, though. After Mullen's uh, arrival, it's just he's only getting me 9.3, which is like a weird thing to say. But lately, tight ends have been on the rise. A lot of good tight ends out there. And I do have one of the best ones just chilling down here. Right? Everything we just talked about on why... You know, there are no weapons, and Trey McBride could get three touchdowns is a very, very serious conversation with the amount of targets he's getting. Uh, and that was against San Francisco, right? So now we're talking about the Bears' defense, which I have been high on for the last month and a half. So that is telling me don't do it, along with this stupid rain prediction, which I'm <laughs> going to be looking at very closely. But – you know, we'll see. We will see how McBride plays out, and I might switch that over over Hawkinson, or even I might even move Singletary out of there because it's against Cleveland. To our next topic, Singletary yeah. is facing Cleveland defense. That's not a good run defense you want to face. So, th- that's my that's my possibilities there. Ooh, okay. So, but but the thing I see for you is you mm-hmm. have some pretty impressive pivot options. Yeah, I think okay ones. If single, I mean, right now, as it stands, I would be taking Singletary out and I would probably be throwing Ty Chandler in there if we know that Madison isn't playing. Yeah. The only thing you fear for Detroit is their freaking run defense. They have been so stout. It's like top five in the in the year. 
as far as not allowing people to run. All they do is allow people to pass, and they do that really, really well. Like they allow people to have a great time, but they don't allow people to run on them. That's my that's my uh, pivot point for why Chandler's not in the lineup at this point. But so I'm with you. I think we think that we think pretty similarly of Cleveland's run defense, right? Like I mean, in the yeah. same vein, like they're probably pretty yeah. stout. So if they're both pretty stout, um, let's say Pierce is healthy, but we know it's Singletary's backfield. But let's say Madison is not healthy. That then you're just playing. Both guys against stout run defenses, one's going to touch the ball a little bit more. And one one's playing against a pass defense that's atrocious. Cleveland mm-hmm. at least is like pretty much stout all across the board. They're a pretty yeah. good defense. Um, at least you could, you know, you can get a screen to Chandler for 70 yards. The passing in that game can open up Chandler's running because again, Detroit is so susceptible to the pass, like just so susceptible to the yeah. pass that True. if we're seeing JJ you know, gashing them for 30, 20, 30, at some point, they're going to have to sit those defenders back. So I think if, if Madison doesn't play, I personally lean Chandler over Singletary, both bad matchups. Chandler's got the explosion. Chandler's playing against a bad pass defense, Uh but, but I think all of that could possibly go out the window. If there's an even wilder scenario where you're possibly starting both of them. Yeah, there, there's definitely a Waller scenario where I could be starting both of them, and I'm losing my mind because there are too many average weapons on this bench that almost all of them could be starting besides Thielen. My whole bench could start for me besides Thielen. If I'm desperate enough, right? Hopkins mm-hmm. is at 1 o'clock, so I can't be that desperate. But if I'm down, you know, if freaking – if Kyron Williams puts up 35 points and Olave puts up three points – Singletary is officially going to take over Bijan's role, and then I'm going to bench Bijan, and then I'm going to start Hopkins because I need some huge plays. And I know one thing for sure: Bijan's not getting 30 touches this game, right? Yep, that's exactly true. You you know he's not getting t- 30 touches or 30 points. Like that's just not in his wheelhouse right now because Arthur Smith won't allow it. But right. like you said, Hopkins could have four touches and 30 points because he's done that already this year. Um, right. Yeah. So, so what else you got? That's that's basically it. As I don't really want to focus for another ten minutes on the benches, but um, Aubrey, I'm just gonna auto start. I'm not really thinking too deep at this. It's it's Miami. It's good weather. It's you know a high scoring game. I'm just hoping you know Miami's defense shows up a little bit in, around their end zone. And if you know if for some reason Aubrey doesn't show up or doesn't get opportunities, it likely means Lamb's having a good day. So I'm kind of using them both as like one big unit of a player. Um, and then you know, young way Koo, It's indoors. It's things are going to happen, Koo, or things. Koo's are not a good kicker, happen. but his fantasy points have been pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, true. That's absolutely true. They're not the best. So hoping yeah. that stays. He was trying to replace Atlanta defense with the uh, with the Bears defense, but that didn't happen. So he may pivot somewhere else. Um, but you know, and the Kansas City defense we already talked about. Um, they're sitting right here, waiting to play. That's Monday. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm so there's no. nothing is for sure, but Buffalo has lost a lot of key players, but they are playing like one of the worst offenses in the league right now out of nowhere. Um, so to me, to me, I can't think of a better matchup, honestly, for defense than the chargers this yeah, week. Right. And a, a Buffalo team that's trying to make the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. And that we just saw absolutely dominate that right. Dallas offense. And now they're paying, they're playing Easton Schick, Easton shit, Easton stick. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, I I didn't think Buffalo was a free agent in most leagues, but defenses have circ, you know kind of circulated a lot because you have defenses play well and then just kind of not show up. So I did definitely mm-hmm. go in both my leagues looking for Buffalo defense, and they don't exist. So uh, I think personally, if that was the defense out there, even over the Bears defense, just the matchup alone, bro. Chargers, like 
<laughs> what are they going to do? Keenan Allen didn't practice. Like they have nobody. They have absolutely Keenan Allen nothing. basically gave up. He's like, wait, what are you saying? Like I got to play with these like nobodies. Nah. Yeah. He's not and Eckler's probably happier he's not seeing snaps. So again, yeah. that 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 you want to face the Chargers. Uh, honestly, forward thinking, if you're looking at week 17, who the hell are the Chargers playing? Because pick, go pick up that defense. That's probably where you want to be. Um, all right. So enough about league off record. I'm gonna make this one quicker because I spent way too much time on that. Let's yeah. jump into league of record. I'm gonna share my screen real quick and we'll just go through the lineup. Again, this is in the hopes that you and I take care of business and we meet each other in the finals. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty straightforward for me in this league. Uh, obviously, 10 and four, second seed, first round by going against Riaz. Uh, Josh Allen is Can't my quarterback. Bench. Can't bench. Yeah, can't bench Josh Allen, can't bench Kyron Williams. Saquon Barkley, I can bench, but we've already kind of talked about Saquon at nausea, and my option yeah. only to pivot from Saquon is Singletary. So who we know the Cleveland. whole Singletary. Yeah, who plays Cleveland? So a bad defense matchup, bad defense or matchup, but Saquon, you know, is what? Going to get volume out the wazoo. Singletary at least pierces there. So, you know, we've seen a world where sometimes randomly they give Pierce yeah. the ball. Um, but my fear with Saquon is very real. She showed in that. That if this game somehow just goes gets out, out of hand, hand. 14, for sure, for he's sure. not going to play. It's going to go out of hand, and that's that's the biggest fear here. It's it's going to Philadelphia just lost on Monday Night Football, got embarrassed. AJ Brown's pissed, Jalen Hurts pissed, everybody's pissed. They're going to come out and play football, and that scares me. That scares all of us. That's scared. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. I, again, I think what's sad is I'm like God. Just get me five. You know, like if you give me five, I can survive. If you give yeah. me anything less than that, then that's going to be a problem. So uh, obviously that's where I'm at. Adams, my receiving situation is a little bit trickier in this game. Uh, Adams, Samuel, I, I can't bench Debo, unfortunately. Uh -huh. He's too good right now. Uh, Rasheed Rice, I you cannot bench. bench Rice either. I can't bench him. He's, no, he's, he's been the number three ranked wide receiver over the last four weeks. Yep. When it, it matters, insane. he's killing it. Yep. Volume insane. And this, the, the biggest thing look that's killing it. Yes. Look at these snap percentage, bro. Red, red, red. Oh, he's slowly getting there. He's finding his wave. Oh, but I don't understand what the hype is. Now they finally understand 85% yeah. of snaps and 92% of snaps. Well. He's outpacing Kelsey so far. They get a favorable matchup against Vegas. They get a favorable matchup in the finals against Cincinnati. Rishi Rice yep. seems like a league winner. Star. So, uh, I can't bench him, which leads me to the Olave question. Olave is on my bench. And is there anybody out of these three receivers this week that you would start Olave over? I think we're going to see similar numbers from all of these players. I mean, Rice could have like a breakout day where he gets three touchdowns. I'm not sure if Adams is that guy anymore. You could probably maybe see two touchdowns on a really good day, but it is Kansas mm -hmm. City, so they're going to be playing till the end, and they're going to need him. So it's, he's going to be used. It's not like he's going to get shut down. That's not the case here. Um, and Samuel, the upside is just too big, and he's on that – incline of a season i did mention the scary things about the baltimore linebackers so i don't predict you know th another 30 point game but look at his floor here his floor has been like yeah. what 18 points yeah you can't bench these players you just can't like you, you'll never you'll, you'll you'll never be able to you know you're, you're gonna see these nightmare situations in your brain if you somehow choose a guy who's coming off of a concussion and ankle injury on thursday night over those three players it's just it's too too risky so would you Olave or Devontae Adams this week, if you had to? Dude, Devontae Adams. Kansas City's Devontae pissed. Adams. Kansas City's going to put up a lot of points, too. Patrick Mahomes has been the most visibly frustrated I've ever seen him. Things have to change, right? They're not 
they're still the best team in the league. I mean, in, in the weird fucking way, they're still the best yeah, team I, in the league. It, it, there's no other team going into the playoffs right now. Would you be like, oh my God, like I don't want to face them. And yeah. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to be top of that list. So you're right. No matter how mediocre average they look, it's still the Chiefs. Um, so you're right. And, you know, they played the Chiefs already. He had seven targets, five for 73, 9.8 points. I mean, I wouldn't like hate that if that's what he gets me. Uh, the thing you do have to keep in mind is it is Legereus Sneed. He is a big, big uh, yeah. shadower. Shadow. He shadows everybody. Yeah. He shadows everybody. Exactly. Um, and since he shadowed Devontae that week, I think he had A.J. Brown, Diggs, uh, and he's been unreal. So uh, I will say, again, you know that Aiden O'Connell is obsessed with Adams. You know that Pierce is obsessed with Adams. Antonio Pierce understands who the best players on his team are. So all of that aura around Adams means you have to start him, but you also understand that uh, the matchup is not ideal, and you know it's not the same ceiling with Adams that it once was. So I agree with you there. Last question before we go over to yours. Uh, tight end position. Dallas Goddard just came back from injury. He's playing against the yeah. Giants. Uh, solid yeah. five-point floor, it looks like, since he's come back, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do have this man sitting on my bench. Jake Ferguson, uh, target share, eight targets, eight targets, eight yeah. targets, right? Consistency yeah. is there. The guy honestly looks like a really good football player when he touches yeah. the football. Uh, I just think there's a lot of mouths to feed, uh, and it is Miami. But uh, if I'm leaning, I'm leaning Fergalicious over Goddard to start this week. I don't know where yeah. you're at. I I agree. I agree. Goddard's offense is refiguring out what they need to do to win games. And last week they chose run the ball to its core. AJ Brown was a decoy for most of the first reads. Uh, that's just not a good look for the passing offense there. I, I don't know. I mean, you can, you've seen what Goddard can do, you know, he's, he's a good. beast they're, of a player. They're both great tight ends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Goddard is top five when, if you put all the tight ends in the same situation, right? It's, it's just mm -hmm. not the case right now because of this run first offense where he doesn't look to pass and we're, you're in a, you're in an offense where all they do is pass besides handoff sometimes. So it's like, I'm still leaning Ferguson and it's, it's Miami. There's no weather issues. It's just pass, pass, pass. It's going to be a shootout. Like I want that more than, Oh my God, AJ Brown got like the five <laughs> of the 14 total passes this game. And then you're just like crawling because you got you two points. I, I don't know. Ferguson yeah. is safer. You feel more confident in the game. It just seems like the better option. It seems like they'll need it more, right? I mean, Eagles could yeah. beat the Giants 45 nothing with Jalen Hurts, three touch pushes, yeah. and Swift running it, right? right. Uh, the Mi Miami in Miami against Dallas yeah. is going to put up points, and Dallas is going to have to come, you know, play catch up. So, right. uh, totally agree with you. All right, perfect. And it does look like I have the Bears. So, I'm going all in on the Chicago Bears defense uh, this week. Uh, I love the weather and I love the matchup. So, keep talking to me all week about how bad, how much worse that weather gets. That's just going to make me feel better. Um, uh, all right, let's let's wrap this up by talking about your yeah, League of Record team. Just don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's so much better if I just real quick. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, we'll share screen here. Let me get your matchup up. Let's go here, and here we go. All right. Whoa, the percentage just changed drastically since the last time I took a look at this. But um, uh, looks like he's going love. I doubt that's new. I didn't see that. He's going with a Packer combo against Carolina, which is smart. Pretty smart. Yeah. There, he's gonna get. He's gonna get all the Packers points. Uh, okay, interesting. That that's a little bit scarier than I thought. Okay, uh, so love against Jackson. Upside on Jackson is much higher, but the 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 the, the floor for Jackson is also lower than love. So which is so weird. Very, I know, I know. 13, 14, 11s, multiple elevens, multiple fourteens. <laughs> like he's not he's not even close to being my best player. And if he just has a good day for two weeks, I will be content. Uh, Cook has. He's literally their their best weapon since the new head coach or Nick. They're, new they're so smart. 
but it's not that yeah. smart. We've all been fucking preaching it. Why did it take the team so long? Why did Ken Dorsey never think that this guy was the answer? He's no, been no. phenomenal. Yeah, he made such a bad decision. He got fired. So I mean, he's clearly the second best player on that offense, as you know, as far as playmakers go. So I mean, they're using him. They're using him. Uh, I expect at least twenty touches next game. Um, and uh, the next up, Eckler. We'll see. I just don't know how Buffalo's defense is going to handle <laughs> Eckler unless he rumbles into the end zone twice from the goal line, which is very possible because there's no more Herbert. Uh, that can happen. He's going against Rashad White, who has a solid floor. He's going to get the same amount of touches as Eckler, if not more. A um, lot, lot of green, a lot of green late in the season there. Um, but we'll just hope we're just going to hope that things continue. Uh, and then Tyree Kill versus this guy that's not even going to play Keenan Allen. <laughs> I, who is he going to replace Keenan Allen with? Yeah, let's take Met- a look. So, well, he's got Metcalf on, on the flex, so he's probably going to put Metcalf up and then at the wider play. Uh, he'll either play Deontay against Cincinnati or he'll play Gibson. And if no oh, Brian Robinson, man. Gibson's not a bad mm. play. It's against the Jets, though. They got a pretty stout defense. Um, I'm gonna have to go in the waiver wire pick and drop Hunt, drop, uh, maybe drop Kyler. Um, and you can drop- probably drop Sir. I mean, what, I, I saw you pick up Sermon. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jonathan Taylor may play. That's the thing. Yeah, the may is why I have him there. That's the only reason, and it's not even because I'm gonna play him. I'm not gonna play him. I just don't want anybody, anybody else. else play yeah, to play that's him. fair. Um. So it's 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 pretty safe. He's going Darren Waller. That's the big change here. I mean, dude. Interesting. Uh, interesting. interesting. A lot of he's going. He's trying to hit home runs. He, he's like, yeah, dude. He he gets the assignment, bro. Look at your yeah. team. Look at the projections. Unol is the Unol is the meme of the clown in the army. Like he's put up the least amount of points in the playoffs. So he understands he's at such a yeah. disadvantage. And if Keenan Allen doesn't play, he really needs some home runs. Yeah. Like he's got you're, no choice. Right. He, he's a very good fantasy player, and he's been playing for years, and he always makes the playoffs. Um, so I, I trust his judgment. I think he's gonna put the best scenario. But if look, if the Packers do bad. And the Chargers do bad. He is doomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's putting a lot of his eggs in those two baskets there. So um, that's going to be definitely tough. Uh, Waddle's been a nice story, but, you know, you're going Waddle and Hill against Dallas. So obviously give the advantage to you. Your stack's unreal. Uh, I mean, man, what an awesome game for you to watch. Cowboys-Miami, that's going to be music to your ears. (laughs) Unless the Cowboys do really well running and then all things crumble. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess um, that's true. Uh, Hawkinson or Laporta? What would you do? I would play Laporta. Jesus. You know why I'm not playing Laporta? Vikings? It's just, it's, it's, it's the variance. Like he doesn't get, he got six touches last game and he had three touchdowns and that it made him number one tight end for the year. He just leapfrogged all that hard work. <laughs> Hawkinson was all year long catching 10 passes for 60 yards. And he said, watch me. So am I, am I betting that against the Vikings defense? Do I think he's going to score three times? Probably not. Do I think he's going to score? Maybe. But do I want the consistency of nine points? Yes. I, I will take that because uh, Hawkinson doesn't really have bad days per se. A couple. Seven is his worst day versus Laporta. Um, I guess early on in the season, but who knows? No, but I mean, what I was, what I was looking at is a lot of times again, yes, fantasy is a lot about process over results. Do not be fixated on results. You're not going to find a tight end in the NFL, bro. That's all green for tight ends all season, except one game. There's going to be very few consistent tight ends like that. But that Um, same tight end has had three different quarterbacks with wide receivers coming in and out, replacing running backs, losing your offensive. So, 
I'm playing that into consideration and look at the most recent numbers there. Uh, yeah. Eight and seven versus the 15 and the 12 and the 12s we're used to. So, And JJ's back. He's going to be the number one guy. Addison's on the rise. They may need to go deep more. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be a game time decision. That's I don't a, know. That is for sure a game time decision. You could, man, it's a good problem to have because I don't think you're going to be upset with yourself starting either one of those two. Um, oh, man, that's a tough one, though. That really is a tough one. I, I think that's that's neck and neck. I think you just go with gut on that one. Yeah, and then the rest is pretty. It's I'm going against Tucker, which sucks, but he's going against 49ers. We'll see how that goes. And then Dustin Hopkins, at this point, I'm just going all in on this man. I've used him since like week five or something crazy. Um, just going to see he's, what happens. He's number two kicker. He's a machine. He, I mean, he just, he, he's just like, he's like, he's like the most averages of all average kickers. He's getting you seven points or six points <laughs> minimum. So I'll take that from a kicker spot. A bad Houston defense, and it's in Houston. So dome, dome, Dustin Hopkins. You're gonna love that, dude. Your defense, Buffalo defense, might be your best player, and that's saying something because your team is stacked. But I'm pretty sure the same bench. Uh, who's the bench defense right now? Uh, oh, there is no bench defense. It's over. It was. Oh. Yeah, you're just going so, Buffalo to the championship. Yeah, it, it's it's done oh, deal. Oh shit! Yeah, New England. That's deal. right. In the that's snow. why I was looking for Buffalo too. Yeah, that's right. They have back to back great matchups. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, your lineup set. Your lineup set. This guy's got a real. I mean, I don't know. Let's be real. You have an uphill battle. He would need all of his players to probably play way above their averages. You could have your players even just play their averages, and you're handedly winning this game. So uh, it is any any given week. You know, we've seen crazier things happen in fantasy football. Uh, but right now, I don't see the only really Laporta Hawkinson. Everything else for your lineup is pretty concrete. Yeah, can't change anything. Nah, dude, your your team's been unreal. You've had the same lineup. They've been kicking ass. There's really no reason to you know try to fix what isn't broken. Um, but that's it, man. Um, do you have any? Do you have any players or anybody that you're considering in waivers or any other yeah. topics that we need to discuss? Uh, a couple of uh, Trey Sermon, just because of the maybe factor, and Baker Mayfield. We already talked about that. Bears defense. We already talked about that. Uh, Ty Chandler. We already hit that. Uh, McBride versus Hawkinson. Done. Uh, Hopkins versus Singletary. We did talk a little bit about that too. Home run versus more safety. And then Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. I already kind of answered that by showing my team by going Baker Mayfield over Kyler Murray. Um, so yeah, those are all the main things. And then I highlighted huge on my notes, like Saquon question mark. What do we do with Saquon? But that's, that's going to be literally one of the toughest things as a owner to watch watching Saquon go against a pissed off Eagles defense, but he is on the field more than most other running backs. So can't even really make an argument to bench him. Uh, it's going to be something you're going to be just having to deal with. Yeah. It, again, we, I talked about Saquon like four weeks ago. He's the player that you just don't want to watch his performances and you hope it's a good one and not a bad one because he busts his ass no matter how good or bad the performance is. He's never giving anything less than like 150%. And like yeah. you said, sometimes you're just, they go three and out so often they can't move the ball. So, you know, the time of possession is less and less opportunities in that regard. So, uh, you just gotta, I'm going to close my eyes in both leagues and pray when it comes to Saquon Barkley and hope that, uh, you know, we can get some vintage Penn State Saquon, but um, that is it, guys. Again, it is very, very important to construct your lineup the way that is necessary to win that matchup. Your opponent, 
what are you playing for? Whether all of those factors are so, so important. What the head coach thinks about fantasy football, how much he doesn't like his running back. Yeah. That clearly matters. Enter Bijan yeah. Robinson. So there is no shortage of variables that can help you win fantasy football. Hopefully this was a helpful episode. Yeah. Best of luck in the semifinals. Best of luck to you, Shoshone. Uh, Best of luck to anybody else who is in the playoffs. Uh, let's hope that we have a awesome finals yeah. showdown next week because that'll make for an epic epic episode um i am sweetheart that is shoshone we are the only playbook have a fantastic week happy holidays merry christmas happy hanukkah kwanzaa non-denominational holiday enjoy your time with your loved ones take care